I was in a season of massive collaboration, literally leaning into collaboration anywhere I could. And she shared the idea, which was a similar idea that my community was asking for. And we both sat there saying, this is so needed. And it seems so daunting to do alone. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another incredible episode of For the Love of Money. I cannot wait for you to get all the goodness that is about to come out of this episode today because I'm sitting down with not one, but two amazing incredible women. One of them is my wife, Lori Harder, and the other one is the remarkable Lindsay Schwartz. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with Lindsay Schwartz yet, you should be because she is like this incredible rising star that everything she touches turns to gold. She's a wellness entrepreneur. She's a best-selling author of The Powerhouse Woman, How to Get Out of Your Own Way, Fulfill Your Unique Purpose, and Live like a Live a Powerful Life. She's the creator of the Powerhouse Women event that sells out every single year and gets bigger and bigger and gets rave reviews. And she also has the Powerhouse Women podcast. And the reason why I'm having both of them on at the same time today is one of the questions I get the most in the DMs and emails, et cetera, from all of you is, I entered into this partnership and now it's not working. What should I do? Or I'm thinking about building a partnership with somebody else to start this business. Should I do it or not? Or I get questions like, how do I know if this partnership is right? Well, listen, these two women recently collaborated on something, uh, an event coming up called Event Love. That's Event L-U-V, Event Love, where it's a five-day train-the-trainer where they train other women how to have profitable, um, very successful events just like they have. In fact, the two of them together have sold over $4 million worth of events in the last few years. And because I've been watching their collaboration unfold together, and because I've been watching how well they work together... And because I watched them do some of the tough stuff in order to make this a success, I thought, why not interview these two and ask them some of the hard and awkward questions around how do you choose the right partner? And what's the difference between a partner and a collaboration? And how do you, what do you do if you have to have a tough conversation? How do you split up the money? And do you do contracts or not? And all the other things that so many of you are making mistakes on when it comes to entering into partnerships in business. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to listen up. I want you to get inspired. I want you to come up with a couple of takeaways. They're going to add value to your business in your life. But most importantly, I want you to use this episode as the end-all be-all episode that helps guide you into how you choose the right business partner, or whether or not you even do. This episode is going to be the one that saves you so much heartache, saves you so much money, saves you so many awkward situations by laying out what to do when it comes to collaborating or having a partnership together. So get ready, listen up, because here we go. Lori and... Our very special guest, Lindsay. How are you guys? Doing so great. good. So excited. This is kind of cool <laughs> having you both on at the same time because I've been for a long time wanting to talk about the subject of partnerships versus collaborations and should people you know, rush into partnerships or what kind of danger could lie ahead. And you guys have recently entered into, well, let's just call it um, doing something together. I'll let you guys you know, pitch it as it unfolds, kind of. And there's a lot of lessons, I think, to be learned from the way I've been watching the two of you operate. And I wanted to share with our audience a lot of those lessons because you guys are actually doing it right. And I think we can save a lot of people a lot of heartache and a lot of maybe financial stress and all sorts of other maybe broken friendships and stuff if we kind of peel back the curtains as to what you know you guys are doing in, the, in this project that you're working on together. So thank you guys for coming on to do that. Now, I start every one of my shows with rapid fire. I feel like it's a really fun way for the listeners to get you in a, you know, get yes. to know you in a hurry. 
But Lori, you don't get to do it I because know. you've done it on the show. By <laughs> Lindsay's turn. Lindsay, this is your first time on the show. So we're going to actually point our rapid fire to you. Do you dare accept this challenge? I accept. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to start real easy for you. Where'd you grow up? Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. And who's your favorite football team? Green Bay Packers. Ooh. I tell people you're contractually obligated to say that if you're from Green Bay. They excommunicate you yeah. if you say anything else. You are. It's in your DNA. And where do you live now? Phoenix, Arizona. So you're like a traveling Packer fan. <laughs> or the youngest snowbird you've ever met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your favorite quote? Ooh, it's actually one. I think I remember Lori saying it quite a bit. It carried me through writing my first book, which is done is better than perfect. Mm, yes, girl. God, is that true? I wish everybody mm-hmm. could grasp that. That's one of the best lessons Lori ever taught me. What's one of your superpowers? Connecting with people. I would say both connecting, like making that initial relationship, connecting with them, but then also listening really intently for who I can connect them with to solve a problem or an issue they have. Mm, I totally agree. Just outside looking in, watching what you do, you are like a super connector and it's powerful. What's one of your favorite books? The Big Leap is probably the book that I gift the most and I've read more times than any other book. Mm. We're actually talking about that book today, but I think we're joking about upper limiting beliefs or something, Lori. I don't know. I'll spare, oh, the, yes. I'll spare the audience from whatever weird, perverted, <laughs> dirty jokes no, you're making. I was making. like, oh my God, oh, I, gosh. I feel sick. Is it because I'm upper limiting myself? <laughs> oh, that's what it was. That's what, okay. Now I remember. All right. A couple more here. What's one thing you're challenged by right now, Lindsay? Ooh. So I'm in a season of growth, like exponential quantum leap type growth. And that's one of the reasons I recently read The the Big Leap is because what people don't see from the outside is, yes, on the service, all this opportunity is coming my way, but I'm actually more confronted than ever. You know, Mm. you have to deal with your own stuff, your own limiting beliefs a lot faster, the faster that opportunity comes. So I'm leaning in and it's super, super challenging. Mm, I think we all feel, feel you there. A couple more. What is one of your all-time favorite accomplishments so far? Oh, that's a good one. I would have to say finishing my book, the book that I wrote. And um, quite honestly, because I wasn't a writer, I had a blog for three years and I joke, but this is the, actually the truth. I publish one article per year. <laughs> I had three articles on this blog. I had the vlog for three years. So writing a book was a huge, huge accomplishment. Hey, give a shameless plug quick. What's it called and where can they get it? The book is called Powerhouse Woman and it's on Amazon. You can find it on the World Wide Web. The, the <laughs> interweb. Okay, two more. What's something, you're, what's something generous you've done recently? Oh, gosh. Um, I love surprise generosity. So there is a family member that I just Venmoed some money to just... For no reason. Wasn't like they were having a hard time. Just a little like, hey, I love you. Here's a little punch on me. That's really cool. I love that. And then last but not least, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful to be back home. We spent some great time together. Mm -hmm. And that probably sounds like a diss, but I'm really grateful to have just a beautiful home and a loving dog and husband to come back to. You had basically moved in here for the the week. (laughs) We loved it though. It was great. Yeah, exactly. The roommate you guys never wanted. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you like it was seamless. Like we didn't even notice that you were here. So, <laughs> ninja, basically a ninja. Yeah. All right. So here's let's get into the the real meat of what I wanted to talk about. I think one of the biggest mistakes I see people make in the business world is rushing into the wrong partnerships. And you guys have recently entered into. An agreement, so to speak, to put on an event together, right? This train the trainer on how to build and sell and host mm-hmm. your own profitable event. So you guys came together, had this idea, decided, oh my gosh, let's do it together. And you guys are really sharing your brands, your audiences, your trade secrets. Like there's a whole lot of triggering that could have happened. And I often teach people um, that they should avoid partnerships, but I highly encourage collaboration. So First question, is this a partnership or is this a collaboration that the two of you are doing? I only know this because we were talking yeah. offline and, and I'd never really thought about it. So I was grateful for this conversation that led to the distinction that this is really at this point a collaboration. We decided to come together for this singular project and, and really create something together. But it's a completely separate agreement from either of our businesses and... That I think is the biggest difference versus creating a, a corporation, an LLC around something which we have not done. Why'd you guys choose a collaboration instead of rushing into a partnership, like forming the LLC and being like, yay, we're going to do this event. Let's build a business. 
I wish I could say that we were just smart enough to know that this was the way to go. <laughs> I I joke, but I like I think that for both of us, we it, it was very it, a very easy yes to come together and collaborate on this, and we knew better given the fact that we are both building other businesses multiple businesses that we don't know if this is something we'll continue to do. We just knew that it was a a hell yes to do this collaboration once and then give ourselves plenty of space to see if we even like it, if if we even like working together. And and I say that I don't say that lightly because truthfully, um, you could think starting off you really, really are excited about a collaboration. And then, you know, maybe the going gets tough or you, you get to see that someone isn't putting in as much as much effort as you are or whatever could happen. And so we wanted to alleviate all of that and just really go in with the agreement that we're gonna do one collaboration and really see from there if this is something that will continue in the future. I don't know if Lori has some another mm-hmm. viewpoint on that, but that's how it felt from my end. No, that's literally exactly how it felt for me and I just want to add, you know, it's I think a part of collaboration is also letting yourself off the hook a bit because honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't know if I had the bandwidth for it either. So, it was kind of like checking in on both sides is what it felt like of Okay, is this going to be something not only, you know, I want to see how I work with her, but I also want to make sure that I show up for her. So mm-hmm. I think that was what the conversation was around from the start. Like, I just want to keep checking in and make sure I'm doing my part and that I'm showing up. And then also, you know, how does how does this feel? How does this feel for you? Like it was a constant check-in because I do think in the beginning you're you're not sure. It's totally like a you're entering into it like you are It's dating. Yeah, hiring a new teammate. Like, you guys collaborations are dating and partnerships are getting married. This yeah. is the analogy I literally just thought of. And like who the hell jumps <laughs> right into getting married without dating first? Yeah, and you here's true. the good news, you can get a lot of the same benefits, right? Like share the profit while you're dating and you also get to share the profit once you're once you're married, but at the end of the day I don't know why anyone would rush into a partnership when they can kind of test it out first. <laughs> That's like millennial speaking right now. Okay. It, we it might is. be getting it's off good. topic, but isn't that a good analogy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, for everyone listening, yeah. stop rushing in these damn partnerships mm-hmm. and you know, forming a company together and then waking up one day and say, oh, I chose the wrong partner because I see that nine out of 10 times. I'm going to put that strong of a percentage on it, nine out of 10 times. When you could have first just had a collaboration and tested the waters to see, do I like working with this person? Do we have the same ethos? Do we have the same work ethic? Things like that. But aren't there definitely times when, I mean, just kind of off topic, aren't there definitely times when you can't necessarily collaborate on something in the beginning if you are looking for a partner? Do you have an uh, idea or an example? No. Then no. I I firmly (laughs) believe that you can collaborate. Like if you are starting a company with someone or something like that. Listen, I'm going to stand strong here and say, do not start a company unless you've already accomplished a large project with that person. Okay. Here's the thing. Mm. Everybody starts a company with somebody when they're in that romance phase, right? When they're like, ooh, you're shiny. Ooh, you're amazing. I haven't really spent much time with you or looked under the hood much, or I don't know what your money mindset is like, or I don't know what your work ethic is like, but we both have good ideas. And here's the trap. Here's what everyone says. They say, hey, I'm good at what you're not and you're good at what I'm not, we're going to be the best partners ever. Let's do it. And and that's when disaster happens. So like George Clooney and Randy with Casamigos, like because they knew each other, mm-hmm. they entered into a partnership, but they had known each other for years. Lifelong friends. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Absolutely. Mm. How long have the two of you known each other? Like really um, on a basis where you guys truly know each other? Um, I don't know. Probably, I mean, where I really know you, probably only like a year, but where I knew you in my life, where I got to observe you and where I knew people that knew you, I eight years, something like that. I actually don't know how long, but it's been a really long time. But I do think you can know a lot about a person by the people that they know and by watching a person, how they show up. Yep. Yep. But you cannot know how they run a business and how they show up around money until you get to be in a little bit of live fire when it comes to mm-hmm. that with them. So right. I applaud you guys for like getting on here and opening up all that. Okay, so why are collaborations so damn valuable right now? I oh. mean, <laughs> we are just like in it right now. So I feel like it's so fun to talk about. Um, I know why it's valuable to me is because it is half the work and double the fun. I mean, there's no, I have mm-hmm. no other easy way of saying it than it's half the work and double the fun. What about you, Lynn? Yeah. Yeah, I think what's been cool to witness is 
there are times we were just comparing schedules before hopping on this call where you guys have a really busy season. I have more time. I can be dedicating to creating our workbook and pouring some time into content. And it's like such a gift to know that I can take some of that stress off of her. And it has felt from the beginning, which I know we'll dive into just some of the nuances that you don't know until you're in it, is it's it's always felt like this balance where I can be honest when I'm like, hey, this week I'm not gonna have time to dedicate, but we need to move the needle. You know, what space do you have? So we get to keep the project moving forward. But I also think that we've both witnessed this where we don't get as easily caught up in the details that we might otherwise because you have someone to bounce it off of. And I think we've been able to make decisions really quickly because if it's if it's something that one of us is sort of like going back and forth or struggling a little bit on having another person to who's just as invested as you to say, hey, how do you, how are you feeling about this? And then we can just make the decision, you know, based on how both of us are feeling about that particular, you know, whether it was um, changing the date of our event or some of the, some of the other elements, it's seemed easier to me coming from the place of being a solo entrepreneur in my other business, I'm able to make decisions faster because I'm making them as a team. Mm. You know, something that I really noticed is the importance of partnering or collaborating with somebody that you really uh, respect and that you really feel is um, a peer on your level because I have noticed that I have wanted to make sure that I'm decisive and make sure that I show up for her. Um, and that's been really huge. Whereas I think maybe sometimes if it's someone that maybe you feel like, I don't know, maybe you don't respect or maybe isn't at your level or maybe you feel like you're way ahead of them or whatever that is, or maybe you feel like you have more... Um, I don't know, maybe you have more skills than the other person. Like you want to make sure that you are entering in with someone that you know is you know, equally skilled or around the same level because I could definitely see how perhaps someone could not show up or just be like, hey, I'll do that later or whatever that looks like. But I have absolutely wanted to show up for our deadlines. I've wanted to make sure that I pull my weight and I want to make sure that I'm making decisions and that I'm being decisive so that I'm showing up for her and not making her life more challenging. Okay, this is actually... This brought up a really juicy question that I'm going to ask you in one minute. But first, I just want to point out, I'm not sure if you guys caught this, but both of you are saying two very important things. Because you've entered into a collaboration, you're showing up more because now somebody else's time and value is on the line. So it's causing you to take more action and you're being more decisive than you normally would. Yep. Because you know you can't like bounce back and forth and lollygag when somebody else is involved. So that's a pretty compelling, powerful reason to enter into a collaboration with somebody else. Okay, so here's the juicy question though that that just brought up when Lori was talking about that. And Lindsay, when you were here last week, you and I talked about this. The perception in the outside world looking in might be, why would Lori partner with Lindsay when she has such a huge audience? Or what value would Lindsay bring to the table if um, you know Lori could do this on her own, right? It's even an awkward thing to ask, but you and I talked about it. We both know that there are people saying it. So yeah. um, what's your yeah. answer to that type of question? It's a great one. And I'm totally willing to go there because I think from the outside looking in, if I were someone else, I might have that same thought or or even the the thought of, Man, how do I put myself in position to collaborate with people who I do respect? Lori has always been one of those people. And the truth is, at no other time in my own journey would I have been at a point where I could confidently come to the table and say that I have equal value to exchange. Equal value might not look like the size of my Instagram following or the size of my email list. But when Lori and I sat over coffee and the idea for Event Love, our collaboration was born, I was in a season of massive collaboration, literally leaning into collaboration anywhere I could. And she shared the idea, which was a similar idea that my community was asking for. And we both sat there saying, this is so needed. And it seems so daunting to do alone. And it was at that moment that I realized that neither one of us were going to fulfill this if we tried to do it on our own. And throughout the idea, what would that look like if we did it as a collaboration? 
And then it's been as we've built this structure and built the content that we've gotten to see and we've really gotten to know each other in, in a whole new and deeper way how complementary our strengths really are. So you want to look at it. And actually, Lori's the one that I've really learned this from. You look at it from, you know, what is the value that you bring to the table? You don't want to discount yourself from a partnership with someone who who really could be a dream ideal partner. And you just have to look at where, what value do you bring to the table because we all bring tremendous value and not discount that, but also have respect for... Like I have tremendous respect for the community that Lori has built. And that's that's been a huge audience that we're able to speak to and contribute to. So then it just makes me think about, well, how can I up my game and just and bring just as much value to this partnership? God, what a good answer. And what I heard is... You're willing to stand in your power, and that's why you're willing to enter a new partnership where the perception might have been, oh, somebody else already has all the assets they need. They don't need me. So you're so powerful for standing in that. Lori, what are your thoughts on this? The outside looking in saying, why would Lori partner with her? Or what, you know, what's the the mutual exchange there? Oh my God, there was so much going on in my head. Um, Number one, I love human beings who are showing up for themselves. And I'm so drawn to people who are like truly showing up for their dreams, whether that is putting on events, whether that's hosting a podcast, whether that's joining masterminds, like doing the things that I have done that I swear by, that my mentors have told me to do, that, you know, the things that make you successful. And I'm watching, I we see like, and I know Lindsay, you know this and Chris, you know this, like we see our community and we see who's doing the do and we see who's not. And we see who's talking about it. And that's fine. But for the people that I want to collaborate with, they have to help themselves. And they have to support their message. And they have to always come with the intention of adding value. And truly, it's a it's also a feeling. Like I can tell when somebody has not yet understood what it means to add value and when they're like hoping to be in your community because they like what you have or they want to be tapped into your community. And that's fine, but it's not at the plate. Like that's not going to be the person that I'm going to collaborate with until they come from a place of adding value in blazing their own trail. And it's really funny that when you just start focusing on blazing your own trail, like I was watching Lindsay do, it's like you all end up finding each other because that trail of blazing your own trail all kind of lead to the same place of like, hey, here we are. We're all doing our own thing. This is so cool. How could we do it together? So I just like found it hilarious that it was at a friend's mastermind that I was so excited to talk at that there she is. I'm like, I didn't even know she was in this mastermind. And I know that she put you know this money into being in this mastermind. I knew that she had this epic, awesome event that I've gotten to speak at. I knew she had this amazing community. I knew that she had this awesome podcast. I know that she's connecting all of these people and all of these women in Arizona and doing the do. And I was like, that is a person who is in her purpose. And that's who I want to collaborate with as someone who is just out there and is going to be doing it anyway, no matter what, doesn't need you, but it would be nice to just be connected and we could make each other's lives easier and more fun. Heck yes. And I've watched you guys do this. You've done it. I mean, talk about an equal energy exchange. Talk about an equal value exchange. I've never seen such a perfectly value ex- perfectly exchanged value so far. It's absolutely amazing. So I love that both of you had that perspective. And here's my two cents on it. I always judge a person on their actions and results. So way more than what they say they're going to do, way more than what their shiny Instagram might look like, way more than their mailing list or the colors in their branding or anything like that. And you can't forget that just because somebody might have been doing it a little bit longer than you doesn't mean you're not as good, if not better, at them at the same game. And there's been people I wanted to collaborate with in the past where I've held short saying, well, what would they possibly need for me? And then in my gut knowing, wait, I'm at their level. They just don't see it yet. Right. So yeah. really important topic to talk about. And, and, and thank you both for, for talking about that. Now let's talk about a couple more things that are sometimes awkward, but very important to talk about when you're doing collaborations out there. And the first one is the money. How did you guys have the money conversation as when it comes to like, how are you going to split it up? And what happens if uh, you know there's money left over that things that need to be paid and all that stuff? I don't feel like this was hard at all. I actually feel like this it really was wasn't the easiest part for me because I really feel like we both have an abundant mindset. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so from the beginning, it just felt like 50-50 for me. Like if she's doing 50% of the work, then she should get 50%. If I'm doing 50%, then I should get 50%. Um, and I knew, you know, I was bringing certain things to the table. I, I knew that we had a team and I knew that we had some other things in place. And I also knew that she had a lot of things that I would not be able to do. And I just, it felt so equal to me that I just, I don't know. It wasn't even a question. So um, as far as money, but in talking about money at this point had felt so easy as well and important. And I felt like the more that we talked about money, actually, the more we felt just really clear. Um, Linz, I'll let you answer too, but I just felt even more in my power and really clear and just really confident in our relationship because it was so on the table from the beginning. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think the part you said about coming at it from an abundant mindset that we both in that initial conversation sat back and said, if we're going to give our energy to this, here's about what it would need to look like. And I remember you threw out a number and, and said, are you comfortable with that? And I, you know, it was like a full body yes. And from that point forward, it was like this beautiful space was created where because we are in it together, like this united front, not really worried about the abundance it was going to generate, but so to our core committed to the difference it's going to make, knowing the abundance is going to follow. It's it's actually brought so much ease to every decision we've made, every every element of it because we're united and it's a 50-50 partnership. It's It wasn't ever an, a conversation of who's going to give what. We both knew we were going to bring our 100% to the table and together we were going to create something that's truly never been done before in the way that we're doing it. So it was so, it was so vision driven. It felt like an easy conversation to have that 50-50 partnership and then from there just tre- really everything is is aligning accordingly. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes great sense. And you guys did something I don't know if you realize that you did this. It's very powerful, so I want to point it out to everybody else. And that is the only thing that you are measuring and splitting are the tangible numbers. In other words, Lindsay, you didn't say, well, listen, I live right here in Arizona where we're hosting it. And I know all the venues and I have all the hookups and I know all Mm -hmm. the sponsors. So that's worth something, isn't it? And Lori, you didn't say, well, I already have the team and the event planner and the videographers and the AV people on salary. That's worth something, isn't it? No, you guys did not Mm -hmm. try and throw in these immeasurable intangibles to shake out who's going to make what. You just said, listen, the numbers are the numbers and we're splitting the numbers after cost. So I think it's a really good heads up, a really good uh, lesson for other people out there. Stop trying to apply this value to some of these intangible things because both people are bringing intangible, invisible things to the table and you just have to know that they they have an equal value to each other. You know, I I feel like at the end of the day, what I just keep going back to is just like, oh my gosh, this is... This is abundance that would not have existed if she would not have come into my life. Like this was truly an idea that was birthed and this would not be in my life if not for her. So I just always look at that no matter where people are, you have to remember like no matter which side that you feel you are on, like you have to remember these ideas are birthed because you came together and it's magical and the energy of you two coming together is making your life easier. So to me, it's like none of... It's really crazy because we just keep having conversations about like, hey, how do you feel? How's your work level? Okay, you feeling good? Does this feel okay to you? Like, Because I don't know if it's like, okay, did... Does she have too much work right now? Okay, is she doing a lot of calls? What does this look like? Like keeping that conversation open um, to make sure that neither person feels super weighted down. Mm. So that's a conversation we keep coming back to. Have you guys had any moment where you've had to have a tough conversation with each other? And I don't mean like a knockdown drag out, but I literally mean like, like, hey, I need to remind her that there's this deadline or maybe could you follow through better on... Have you had any tough conversations yet? I don't. Uh, not I that don't I can think, think so. Of. Awesome. <laughs> Honestly. <Good. laughs> so now, what would you had... do if there was one? I would have it. You'd have it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And how would you open it up? Um, I think I would. Honestly, I would just. Uh, I think we're so open at this point. I'd be like, "Hey, I just I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Wondering if you could pick up some slack in this area." whatever that looks like. Like my either my life got busy or I feel like, hey, I want to show you what I'm doing so that you know that I am, you know, 
totally booked or overwhelmed in this point? Is there anything that you could take off my plate? Yeah, I think it's just that foundation of respect, like we spoke to earlier, makes even conversations that could be difficult, it, it makes it not as difficult as it needs to be. Oh, you yeah. know what? I just thought of Lynn's that we do really well. Like we don't let it boil. Like if I'm feeling overwhelmed by something, I immediately reach out to you. Whereas yeah. in the past, I think that I would have been like, you know what? I, I said I was going to do this or I took too much on. So now I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't even know what she's doing. Like, you know, instead of just throwing it under the rug, now I'm like, hey, I'm overwhelmed. Let's see how her schedule is and if she can pick this up for me. Kind of like you and I do, babe. Yeah. So in our relationship... We put things out when there's smoke, not when they're a forest fire. Totally. I just realized we do that really well, Lindsay. Go us. Go you guys, us. You guys should get married. I mean, at this point, you guys are doing everything so well. <laughs> I feel well. like we kind of are. <laughs> All right. So talk to me about contracts. Here's another place where I feel like I have a responsibility to let everyone know that they typically fumble the ball here. And mm-hmm. so who brought up the contracts and how did you feel when it went from this romantic jam session? Like, yay, we ironed everything out to like, hey, we have to do a contract around mm, this. I think it felt more romantic. I felt it, like... It was It was very sexy, let me tell I you. Lo- I love contracts. I literally uh-huh. love them. Like, I think it is so amazing that you can enter into something. I think the level of love and respect around a contract is more so to have one than to not. Mm, because yes. it says, I love you enough to put everything out on the table first so that nothing is unclear. Um, yep. So I was excited. I was like, let's let's do this. Let's sign a contract. This is so like big girl of us. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, any thoughts on contracts? Yeah, honestly, for me, when someone sends me a contract, it shows that they value my time and my energy and they are taking my involvement seriously. And I... It was funny. We didn't actually have a conversation like, okay, we're going to need to drop a contract. I think one day Lori said, I'm going to send you over the contract. And I would have expected nothing less knowing how you two approach business. And it was such... It was actually like the biggest sign of respect and quite honestly, relief that there was going to be no nothing that was unclear. We have it in writing. And I, I didn't foresee. I think people avoid doing contracts because they think, well, our communication is great. We'll never need it. But why would you want to go back in time and wish that you had something in place if it ever, ever... Even if something's just unclear, like, hey, I didn't understand how we were splitting those expenses. You can say, well, let's just go back to the contract. We both read it and we both signed it. Let's just see what it says. Mm-hmm. I think it makes any... Going back to your question about the difficult conversations, it offsets them because you've agreed how you're going to handle things before you even get started. Oh, God, yes. It's like the tiebreaker, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. I have the same contracts, keep friends. And Lori and I even yeah. have business contracts between us. Um, wow, because yeah. it also keeps marriages. It keeps everything. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's very important to lay out on paper what the agreements are when everything's exciting. Because when you hit a rough patch, when maybe things aren't going as as expected, that's not when you want to try and recall who said what, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that you guys led by example and, and and did the contract thing there. It's a good heads up for everybody else. So what in the heck is Event Love, by the way? Whose idea was it? Chris, I'm glad you asked. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll jump in and share, I guess, the story of how it was born. And then Lori, I want you to share about how we came up with the name. Because that was the cool synchronicity that I think gave both of us chills. So we sat at coffee one day and Lori had just spoken at this mastermind I was a part of and really had shared... I laugh now thinking back to it because someone in the group had asked, what's next for you? And she took this big sigh and she goes, I have no idea. You know, I am in a season right now of coming off of a season of momentum and I, and I don't know what's next. And I was the one like literally strapping myself into the rocket ship sort of saying, okay, here we go. We're gonna, we're testing some new things in the business. Our, you know, we're really getting momentum. I was like fully stepping into that season. And we sat at coffee and she asked just a simple question. She said, you know, what's what's next for your community? And I started to share how many women would ask me about planning events. They see what we've done with the Powerhouse Women event and they they want to do something similar. 
which I think is speaking to, and you talk about this, Chris, the trend that we're, we're coming into where people are more digitally connected than ever, but they're freaking lonely. You talk about whether it's entrepreneur communities, parent communities, any community you look at, we have access to connecting with anyone in the world and people feel lonelier than ever, which is no surprise that so many of us are feeling called to create live in-person experiences. So I had shared that with her and just said, you know, that I I don't know if this is something I can really take on. I don't know if that's a whole other business. And she kind of picked up, it was almost like I tossed the ball and then she caught it and kind of said, Well, hey, I always thought it would be cool. Let me offer you this idea. I thought it would be cool to recreate, you know, what I had done with the trainer, the trainer program through Jack Canfield. It doesn't exist anymore. It would be cool to have something like that, but also teach people the sales, the marketing, like really bring it all together. And I don't know what came over me, but I said, well, why, why don't we do that as a collaboration? You know, that seems, that sounds like a lot for one person to take on. So what's, and we allowed ourselves to just sit with, okay, what would that look like? And we just totally took it to like unicorn brainstorming. <laughs> if we did this, we kept trying not to get too excited. We just kept going, well, if we did, we're not saying we're gonna, if we did, here's what it could look like. And then I'll never forget the voice text she sent me. I was heading to the airport. We chatted for maybe an hour. I headed to the airport to fly back to Phoenix. And she sent a voice text about the name. Do you want to share that story? Because we've never actually shared this with anyone before, how we came up with the name. I'm so curious about what I said on the voice text because I don't remember. That um, you had bought the URL. Okay, yes. So that's that part I, of it. I had been at an event uh, before that and I had gotten this download. Like I, I, you know, like everybody on this podcast probably gets downloads where you get chills and you're like, I don't know what this is. And I think it's something around, I knew that it was supposed to be something around helping people fill events. Like that's what I thought it was going to be. And because I was sitting at this event and talking about um, this person who should not have challenges filling an event was having challenges filling an event. And all these people were having a hard time filling events. And I was getting messages at this event of people saying, I didn't even know this event was in town. How did I not hear about it? And I thought, how are people not hearing about all of these epic events? And why are people struggling so hard to fill these incredible events? And then why are other events, you know, that are filling not that great? Like, why don't we have like a ticket master for these different events or just to be able to help people with events? So Chris and I had got this domain name, Event Love. And I was like, I don't know what it is yet, but it's going to be something around this. And I just, it's really funny because I let it sit for a while and I was still in that phase lens when you saw me at the mastermind of like, I don't know because nothing was like really super coming through clear for me around what I was doing with that. And then we sit down to coffee and I'm like, could this be what this is? But I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so what did I say on there? What did I say on the voice text? I think you were like, okay, this is gonna... this this. Like is so crazy, but I have bought this domain name. Like, obviously, if you don't like it, no big deal. But what do you think of that? And every step of the way, it, it was funny. Like me watching you because I knew you were in a season where you were actually trying to clear space. The last <laughs> thing you really meant to do was start another uh -huh. project, <laughs> and yet we we just gave ourselves so much permission. Like, look, at any point we could be like, nah, never mind. And we, for those first few days, we kept checking back in with each other. How is this feeling? Okay, you talked to the team, you talked to Chris, everyone's excited about it. And I, I think we honestly were both really hesitant to jump into, into anything, mm -hmm. even just creating something new. Cause I was in the season of planning my big event and some other big projects. You were coming off of the, the book season and so many other big projects. Neither one of us really quote unquote, had room in our lives for another thing. And yet I can say now, so that conversation took place back in April, the amount of joy, creativity, inspiration this has brought to every other area of my business has been profound. It's been so cool. And I think it goes back, Chris, to your point about just knowing when the collaboration is right and when it feels like nothing is forced, 
there's just a sense of ease. Like we're both working our butts off, but we're so excited, like genuinely lit up by what we're creating that it's actually spilling over and contributing to other areas of our businesses. Yeah, I love that. And I just want to clarify for everybody what Event Love is, is it's turned into a five-day in-person train the trainer where you guys are teaching people how to create, build, sell, execute, even speak better at... like every single nut and bolt when it comes to building profitable events. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my question for you. The two of you I've watched just crush it in the event space. You know, the, Both of you guys have, have sold over $4 million in events in the past handful of years. Linz, I think you're only like in your third year of doing events, right? Just had our third event. Yep. Oh my God. So you guys have sold over $4 million in events. What are you doing right that other people are doing wrong because I'm watching way too too many friends, way too many talented people, way too many influencers, way too many people with great messages. I'm watching them try and form an event and have nobody show up or lose their butts on it. Well, I'll share one thing that just popped into my mind. I think gone are the days of just having some celebrity lineup and expecting people to come just to see Mm -hmm. someone speak. I think you've got to be really clear about who this is for and how it's going to change someone's life if they give up a day or two days of their time to be there. Mm-hmm. There's so many events now. People can go and get their picture with whatever celebrity they want. But, but people want that community and they want real transformation. And that's not by accident. You know, It's not by accident that Lori's or my events grow at the rate that they do. And we have women come back year over year. It's every moment of those days is intentional. It has a purpose and there's a formula to it. And we would give it all on a podcast if we could, but it's too much to, to fit into one conversation or one podcast. We're going to literally open up both of our events and both of our businesses and teach everything. You're right when you say it's too much. I mean, you guys are spending five freaking days in person. Mm-hmm. Like This is an intensive. It's so there's no intensive. way you could teach it in a course or anything mm-hmm. like that. Lori, what do you mm-hmm. think you guys are doing different than, than everyone else out there that you, know, you guys are crushing it and, and they're having a hard time putting butts in seats? I mean, I think that the intention of our events and the events that I think are doing really well is that we want to create a community. It's not just come and hear people speak. It's like, let's connect you in the audience. Like Lindsay and I keep referring to our event as they're the event. The people who are coming into the room, they're the event. Um, And truly, I think that that is... think without even knowing it, people are sensing from uh, the copy that we're writing on our pages, from what we're putting out on social media, like they are invited and they their voices are needed. Um, so it's not just... I, I don't ever want people just to sit and be spoken at. I do think there's a time and a place for those events and they are awesome. There are times I love sitting in the audience and just listening to speakers. But if we are talking... If you're going to take a weekend away from your friends and family and you want true immersive transformation, I think that's what people are looking for through community. And they're looking for like-minded people and know that it's not just going to be a room where they go in and they're not going to get to meet people. And I think that those really community-centric events are doing really well. Wow. I love that. Okay. I want to hear from each of you. We're going to start to put a bow on this thing. What is the one thing that you think you're most excited about teaching at Event Love? Mm-hmm. Lindsay, you go first. Ooh, one thing I'm most excited about teaching. So I'm watching a lot of the women, actually a lot of the women who have already joined have, feel this deep calling within them to share their message and want to step into doing that more powerfully. And Lori and I have both been through our own process of growing in that confidence to stand on a stage, even if someone threw us up on a stage and we had no time to prepare, knowing we could deliver something of value mm-hmm. and not crumble under that pressure. So what I'm most excited throughout the whole experience, it's designed as completely hands-on and, and completely interactive. Meaning people are going to be broken so far out of their comfort zone, which we know that that's where we actually grow, that they're going to have the confidence they're desiring to walk into a room, walk onto a stage, whether it's to a group of 20 people or 2,000, and know that they can confidently deliver a message that will move people's lives. 
that will actually leave the impact that they know they're meant to make. And I think there's so many people feeling that call to step on stage and, and to speak more right now. Wow. I love that. Lori, what are you most excited about? Oh, I mean, well, that's one of the biggest ones for me as well, just because I do... I, I feel like when you feel like you know your worth, like really being able to learn your worth and you learn that through sharing in a room. I think so many people who are going to walk in there have these incredible stories that they're going to downplay and they're like, oh, I don't have a story or I don't think I have much to share. And really realizing how impactful either a basic story or a story that people don't even think is a big deal or the story that's a big deal, learning how to share that in the room and knowing that they are worthy and how important their message is, I think that is going to feel so powerful for them. And then like Lynn said, learning how to share it in a powerful way. And not just that, but really empowering them through the numbers and showing them how they could turn this into a small workshop to start and then, or a digital event online to start and then a small workshop and then a retreat and then a large event. And it's really teaching people and empowering them by showing them, you know, they're, they're are steps to this. There is a path that you can go as big as you want, but also letting them know like, hey, yeah, you don't feel like you can do it because you don't see the path yet. And here's the path. Here's what it looks like. Um, And I think through honesty of showing, really showing people how it's broken down, um, I think that's going to feel so incredibly empowering because right now they just think they can go from zero to 100 or whatever that looks like. And that can actually feel really disempowering because they go and they do that. They don't get the result they want and they quit. Yeah, I love that. And you guys wrote me into doing a little bit of training. So I'm excited to actually train the numbers. I mean, you know, you know me, it's it's numbers or bust, right? So I can't wait to teach people <laughs> actually how to sell more tickets, put more butts in seats and uh, build your budget so that you're not wasting money. I see mm-hmm. way too many people with events that aren't turning a profit because they're spending money on dumb, non-needle moving things that they think are going to move the needle. And so to save people money and, and to show them the numbers and, and show them the different types of events that they could actually create and be profitable, it's the part I'm excited for. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like when I think about having the information that we're going to teach year one would have saved me enough money plus generated enough profit in... Like I didn't sell any next step after my first event. Total miss on my part. I would have paid for event love two times over just by the things that we're going to teach people in these five days. And we just we want to set people up for success in 2020 with hosting their events. Oh, I love that. Because 2020, like it is all the rave. It is the trend is is having your own events. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, here's kind of the bow that I want to start to put on this. Lindsay, what are your closing thoughts? What are your parting thoughts on event love or partnerships or collaborations or anything that we talked about today? Collaborations are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, um... You know, one of the things I think I'm going to wrap all that into one um, event love. You know, we we just keep saying if if for those people listening who something is starting to resonate and really tug at you, that means there might be something there. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, look into it. You can even book a call with Lori or I directly. Like we want to talk to you. We want to help. We'll t- we'll be honest if we think you're ready for this or not. Mm. But the collaboration piece. So here's what I'm most excited, and I believe will happen. But I don't know. We're going to see when we put these women in the room. Mm-hmm. I believe there will be next level collaboration that will come out of the participants in this five day course that could absolutely take your business to a new place that you're not even thinking of yet. Number one, by by just sharing ideas and, and masterminding in that sense, but aligning yourself with people who are on the same journey as you are. I mean, much how Lori and I found ourselves in a place where our journeys really synced up to do this collaboration. So I'm looking forward to seeing what collaborations come out of this five days. That's really cool. Lori, what are your parting thoughts on either collaborations or partnerships or event life? I feel like I'm sharing a brain with her right now, honestly, (laughs) because I really do feel like we are in that vortex right now together because that's really what I'm excited about is, you know, people who are feeling this call, uh, number one, I feel like we created this because people were praying for it or were visualizing or envisioning just a place where they could go and just get that last little bit that they need, that last little bit of confidence, that last bit of learning how to craft 
their message, that last bit of finding people who are doing this and helping um, forge the way on where do I even begin? Like, what does it look like to create content? What does it look like to create a, a workshop or whatever that is? And I think that there is going to be, like Lindsay said, I, I feel like this is an events mastermind almost where these women are going to be collaborating for years and years and years to come. Because I will tell you, even when I did events, quote unquote, alone, I wasn't alone. I was collaborating with other speakers or I was asking other yoga instructors or dance instructors to really help come in and you know help me with whatever event I was doing or filling the shoes of whatever I needed. Like, I don't know this topic. Can you come in with this? So this is the place where you can get all of your speakers. You could get all of your volunteers. You could get all of the things that you need for your first event. And I just think everything is in one room. You're going to save yourself years of headaches. I love that. I love that. They might find their Lindsay or they might find their Lori exactly. in there, like their, their homey collaboration for life. By the way, are boys invited to this girl's party? They totally are. We, You'll notice if you go to eventlove.com, it's very pretty. And we are we created the branding even that she and I get excited about. But 100%, if there are dudes listening and you're like, I, I think I'm supposed to be in this room, I've got an event or maybe like a yoga retreat, something like that. Hell yes, you're invited. Mm-hmm. It'll be a lot of women, but you know that's not a bad thing either. <laughs> yeah, I like your odds. What's Target the... pitch environment. <laughs> Great movie <laughs> reference. What, uh, what date is Event Love? January so, 7th through the 11th okay. of 2020. And where can people check it out? At eventlove.com. But L-U-V. Event, L-U-V.com. Event, yes. L-U-V. Very important com. branding <laughs> distinction here. Event, love, L-U-V.com. All right. So, Lindsay, where can we find and follow you? Because you're a freaking, no pun intended, powerhouse woman. For sure. That's her brand, oh, if you guys don't know. I see what you did there. I like it. <laughs> Well, I think like most of us, we love to hang out on Instagram at the moment. So I have a, one for my brand, my event, powerhouse underscore women. And then my personal Instagram is just Lindsay Schwartz, two L's at the beginning, because apparently there's a lot of Lindsay Schwartz's in the world. <laughs> it's La Lindsay Schwartz. La Lindsay. Lindsay. <laughs> like LL Cool J. Yeah, like well, of it. course it's just like, like LL him. Cool just J. Just like him. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, I'm going to ask you the signature question at the end here. And it's this, especially for everyone who's now listening, like, ooh, do I do an event or not? Why should people be unapologetic about their pursuit of success and or wealth? We have one freaking life. Like we do not get a redo. And if you are a person like I was a few years ago with a burning desire on your heart, you can't even explain why. You just know you're meant for more. You are put on this earth to help others. And so whatever it is, whether it's through events, through a business, through a book, through showing up on your social media and inspiring other people, you've got to use that or it'll eat away at you. And you only have one shot. I love that. What an awesome way to put a bow on this. Eventloveluv.com. Eventlove.com. Or go find Lindsay Schwartz at La Lindsay Schwartz. (laughs) Two L's in the beginning. I love it. And of course, Lori, you're at Lori Harder. Guys, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedules for both of you to find the time to be on here. This was a topic that I want to talk about for a long time, partnerships versus collaborations and contracts and money and all that stuff. So thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on here and answering some of the tough questions. Thank you for having us. It was fun. Miss you guys. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.